welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast with your hosts, Mr. Gray and Philly V. That's right. I'm Mr. Gray. I'm Philly V. And this is the B-Side Boys Podcast, an Iowa rugby podcast in the Wombat Den presented by... Central City Liquor, where it's the uh, home of the 15% coupon, and if you mention B-Side Boys or West Des Moines Wombats, you're going to get 15% off your regular order, so get on over to Central City Liquors and pick up some booze, whatever you really like, and tell them we sent you, and we'll really appreciate it, they really appreciate it, and yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, their selection is like nobody else's. They have things that you can't find from anybody else, they have prices that you can't find from anybody else. And also, they have old standbys, like a great-tasting, less-filling Miller Lite. Boom, they got it. Like, I'm a simple man. That's that's my go-to. But if you want something more exotic, you want something more fancier, mm-hmm. they've got stuff that you're not going to find at other places that I won't name. But you know them. The, the easy ones. You might be grocery shopping. Oh, I'll pick something up. Mm-hmm. They don't got... They don't got it. What Central City <laughs> Liquors has got. So make sure you head down there. Great people. Better deals. And it's a pretty cool spot, too. I mean, it's pretty big, too. Like, it's a yeah. big location. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, and it's right by my work, so it makes things really convenient. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe for your girlfriend, inconvenient. Like, yeah, uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> oh, this is what we're doing this weekend. and So, yeah, it's Friday. Every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday. We got Mad Jack 7s at Des Moines tomorrow. Yep, that's going to be at Des Moines tomorrow. Uh you know, make sure you get out there and watch some pretty high-level uh, sevens uh, being played. It's going to be very competitive. There's a lot of really good teams that are going to be there. Chicago Lions will more than likely still be there, which they already qualified. For so, nationals. For nationals, National yep. sevens, senior men's is yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, Blues will be there. I mean, Des Moines is going to be trying to punch their ticket to go to the qualifier, so hopefully they get in. That would be really cool. Yeah, like, I really, really want to go, but it's Father's Day and i got to go home and see my dad, so... I'm gonna have to get updates from somebody. Yeah, no, I'm I'm heading to Dubuque tomorrow. Seeing the in-laws. Yep. You know, taking baby boy Kobe. He's gonna go see his grandparents over there. You know, it'll be pretty good. And uh, it's the last time we'll go to Dubuque before uh, baby number two. Baby number two's coming soon. So uh, uh, I get that nursery ready, dude. I know. And here we are, <laughs> just recording our own voices in my garage. <laughs> now let Lex paint her doors. <laughs> yeah. No, my wife was painting and and we started this episode and she's like I, I thought i thought they were coming a little bit later like no 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 we're we're doing it now and there's that nursery door and the nursery closet door just sitting there not finished painted <laughs> um, but they need to dry yeah they gotta, you gotta dry. dry you flip it over you know <laughs> that's they're drying right now that's, exactly that's what's happening so yes we're we're just about into the heart of seventh season mm-hmm. so a couple national qualifiers wombats you know, if we're going to do a national qualifier, we want to make sure we're prepared and, and we've got the bodies and, and we've got guys who can compete at that level, but we just don't feel like we have a, a solid, you know, full 12 committed to the, I mean, that's a lot of travel. It's a lot of money. It's a lot going into it. And, you know, we just, we're still growing our roster. We're growing our base. We're not there yet, but we will be competing in the Iowa 7 Series, which is going to be a blast. And Phil, my question is, how do I get ready for the Iowa 7 series two weeks from now? Well, obviously doing something, working out stuff. I know you're big into the CrossFit stuff. and I know. didn't bring it up. You did. <laughs> Third time. You you brought it up. You said it, so I'm still at two. I haven't said the word CFIT. 
<laughs> Seat fit, yeah. Uh, actually, it's funny because we learned we're planning on doing a segment for a little bit of strength and conditioning, like not Hold that on. long ago. Do you know what CrossFit, like why it's called CrossFit? No, me? I know like the, oh, I don't know him, but like the guy or whatever who like started CrossFit used to do, he was used to be an NFL guy. Do you know that? No. Yeah, he, uh, so he started like this, like CrossFit stuff where they're combining all these things together and he started these little competitions in like California and like used to be like just like a handful of people would show up and they would pool money on like a tin mm-hmm. can and then whoever like won the competition would get to take the money and now it's evolved into this like crazy like kind of like a cult. <laughs> okay. I wasn't going to take it. I was just going to make a joke that I cross eating like shit with a little bit of fitness. <laughs> like that Dude. that was a joke and then you actually explained how it was. Dude, I, but I, that I, is I that is true though. Like th- this guy out in California he's like I want to see who's the fittest person but I want to do it in a different way. Yeah. And then, obviously... Now it's evolved into I, this. I think there's people who... To put a bow on this, so we don't have to ever bring it up again. <laughs> I'm sure the word CrossFit will never be said on this podcast again. But CrossFit... <laughs> three seconds later. But no, I, I think there's... The idea of it, for me, is really good for rugby because you can mix strength training with cardio training. Yeah. But where it gets dangerous and where people shit on it is when people do exercises with bad form. Yeah, incorrectly, yeah. When they do things incorrectly and they put their body at risk mm. and then they do too much weight or they do an incorrect movement that will damage their shoulders, it'll damage their knees. Yeah. The thing is, I know when like, you know, Ridgeway does this with me as well. We've got a couple of other guys that have come to the gym. And when you really do the workouts, if you can keep your form and you keep your heart rate up, mm. you know, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And also, I'm not like, uh, I don't know, other people have their ideas of it. It's just a gym, and it has a, a team vibe. I show up, there's a coach, they tell me what to do, I, I go home. That's yeah. it. No, I know, I mean, like, yeah. and just doing stuff in general, I mean, like, if you're doing CrossFit or, like, powerlifting style workouts or bodybuilding stuff in general, like, that's better than doing, like, absolutely nothing. But, I mean, like... Which, a few people in D3 rugby, that is what they do. Yeah. No, well, like, that's always the thing I was kind of wondering about. Like, so, like, do you... Have you ever heard of, like, Max... Like, uh... What's his last name? Charms? Max Tenson. <laughs> yeah. Besides Max Tenson. His name's, like, Max Char- Schmarzo or whatever. He used to play basketball at Coe College. He has this thing called, like, Stronger by Science or whatever. Okay. Um. So, like, his big thing is always, like, if you're doing, like, rec league stuff, you know, like, so, like, a lot of people get involved yeah. in rec league stuff or, like, say you're you know, playing, like, club rugby and stuff, like, you wouldn't train, like, a bodybuilder or, you know, like, a CrossFit competitor to get better at that. You would train, like, an athlete. So you're doing stuff like plyos and, like, you do some heavy compound movements, but you're doing, like, a lot of plyometrics. You're doing a lot of, like, speed training stuff. There's a little bit of, like, bodybuilding stuff sprinkled in there for, like, ligament strength and shit. So what Have I'm you ever hearing, heard of this or no? No, but, like, what I feel like, because I've read about stuff and, yeah. I, you know, I'm looking for that that magic pill, that magic bullet that's like oh do this one thing and it'll fix everything obviously it's not it's consistency there's multiple programs that work but the number one ingredient is always consistency yeah and showing up for yourself and i think a lot of it what it sounds like for this level is a lot of flexibility Mm. mobility i mean the difference between squatting you know 315 and and 455 is that going to make a huge difference on a rugby field compared to having endurance and mobility? Like, what, what are your thoughts there? Uh, well, I mean, it's always good to be good at both. 
I mean, right. especially when you look right. at rugby, you know, you're working all three energy systems. You know, you got right. anaerobic, aerobic, your phosphate creatine system, which is like sprinting. Like six, that's a lot of big words, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but I can handle big words, but those yeah. are big athlete words. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like, rugby is like one of those unique sports where it's like you yeah. need to be able to train all three of those right. systems. So, like, yeah. obviously having a good combination of like heavy resistance training and like sprinting stuff, you know, like something that would be comparable to like being able to like run 800 meters nonstop mm. or being able to run like an entire 5K, you know, like. Realistically, you kind of got to be like a jack of all trades, right? You know, or like if you think of in track, you have your sprinters and your long distance people. Mm -hmm. But when you go to rugby, you got to play eighty minutes, and there's times you have to sprint. Yeah, and then also you have to hit people. Well, and also like there's those points too, like when you're playing like defense, where you might have to get up, make a tackle, get right up again, and make another tackle. You might have to do that five or six times. I've seen it done quite a few times. Yeah. Why do people keep running at I... me when they run crash balls? <laughs> I'm tired. I don't want to make another tackle. And then I'm standing. I make a tackle. Get up. They run right at me again. Phil, tell Dude, them to stop. Right. Dude, you know the one thing that I actually like it was so funny. Like with like workout stuff that resonated with me a lot was Ty Flood always used to say like best thing for rugby is burpees. Oh. So like I always like to throw in some like every week, just getting used to getting up and down constantly. So at the CrossFit competition this past weekend that Ridgeway and I did together, so we won. You brought up CrossFit again. No, but this is the same episode. <laughs> this doesn't count. This doesn't count. It's the same episode, so I can say it as many times as I want in this one. No, we, you know, we won the weightlifting portion. We won the truck pull. Uh, we did really well in a lot of like strength events. Mm. But the events we finished, we finished dead last in two events, and both of those events had burpees. They were synchro burpees, and I felt terrible. So synchro burpees are, me and Ridgeway at the same time had to go down, hit our chest at the same time, or if Ridgeway hit first, he had to wait till I hit, and then we oh. both had to, and then one of them was called a devil's press. You have a dumbbell. We had a 35-pound dumbbell because we did the scale because I can't do a pull-up. Whatever. <laughs> it's fun. Stop judging me, Javi. <laughs> so the RX, the, the main athletes, the mm. people actually competing, yeah. the people who actually give a shit, um, they had a 50-pound one. We did 35. So you had to do a burpee, stand up, and then you had to snatch the 35-pound dumbbell over your head. This is a single? A single. Okay. Well, we did it 20 times in a row in sync with each other. Ugh. Three times throughout the workout because it was like, you do the burpees, and then we had to get on the assault bike, and then you had to do wall balls. We, like, there, or thruster, like, there was all these other movements with them, and then it was like, go back to the burpees, and you did it three times, sets of 20, and I felt so bad because I'm laying on the ground, just dripping sweat, huffing and puffing, and Ridgeway looks at me, he's like, okay, just one at a time, one at a time, just, okay, just, just get up, and I'm like... <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, and Joe Lippert, Joe Lippert said that before too. Like burpees are like the best cardiovascular. Oh yeah. And like, and then also for rugby, you make a tackle, you get up. Especially yep. in sevens. Oh yeah. You have to recycle to get back into play. Exactly. Yeah. You lay there like two seconds too long. Like that could be a try that you just yeah. gave up easily. You know. Like. Oh yeah. No, I know. I've done that. I've given up a try because <laughs> I laid on the ground like. Oh, I was in that tackle. No one's going to count on me to, oh, no, that was my gap. No. And I was a lazy piece of shit with my hair slicked right. back, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, if you're going to if you're gonna do anything, or if, like, you don't want to change your routine, your current routine at all, the one thing that you should do is just add in burpees, and I bet it makes a tremendous difference. Oh, yeah. 
No, and and I think too, like we said, there's there's not much rugby going on yet, but there's a ton of sevens rugby coming yep. this summer. I mean, there's national qualifiers right now, and you know Dubuque was getting in on the action. Yeah. That's crazy too. Like that's a team that disappeared for like five, six, seven years, mm-hmm. and then they're like, eh, it's our first year back. Let's go to a national qualifier. Shout out to those guys. Yeah. Good on them. Yeah, and uh, I saw one of the Clinton boys, uh, Jacks did sevens with them or whatever. Yeah. Up there. Which it sounded like it was a lot of fun. I didn't really get too much of a chance to talk to him about it, but it sounded like it was a lot of fun. And like a different experience yeah. for him as well. Oh, yeah. I want a t-shirt. The Riverboat Gamblers. Have ah. you seen their logo? No, I haven't. It's but a, I love the name, though. It's a poker chip with like a steamboat like oh, really? coming out of it. Yeah. Ooh. It's awesome. I might yeah. have to get one. I know. Uh, they look cool. That's yeah. such a cool name. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's, it's almost as good as the Wombats, but it's not quite as good. You know what else another cool name is? What? Alex Schmitz. <laughs> it's a great name. No, definitely. And he was on <laughs> our last episode a little bit. And I was like, you know what? Zach Bogle, great guy. Love him. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk more to Alex. Mm-hmm. I think we should dive in. See what that boy's up in. to. Yeah, let's let's dive in head first. Javi, play the music. And now we're into the interview portion of the show. We thought he did so well on Tuesday. We called him up. We brought him back. Alex Schmitz in the Wombat Den studio. Alex. Thanks for coming back on this beautiful Friday in Central Iowa. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming back. Phil, tell him thank you. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> and thanks for going to my birthday. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> that was a nice surprise. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Dude, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I wasn't there. Yeah. It's okay. I was, I was about to say sorry. <laughs> sorry, dude. You made the board, though. I was on the board. I saw board. you on the board. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was, us, it was us rubbing beards. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Okay, Alex, <laughs> I know, Alex, we just brought you on to talk more about wrestling, rugby, yada, yada, yada. Phil, I have a question for you. Oh, God. How Thank sad you are you about Ryan Fitzpatrick retiring from the NFL? Dude. That's your twin. I know. <laughs> well, it was. I mean, I'm bald now and, I mean, way less facial hair at the moment, but... Did you see that uh, post with him where he was on the Washington Reds... Or not Redskins anymore, oh. sorry. Football team. Whoa! Bobby, <laughs> cut that! Commanders, that's, right? Yeah, yeah Commanders. Yeah. Commanders, yeah. That's well, racist. <laughs> okay. You can't use the R word. Oh my god. But anyways, you've seen cut the that. picture with uh, him <laughs> holding up the board. It's like first, like you know, it's like first day of school thing. But it's like year seventeen. It's like yeah. it's like uh, Mr. Rivier's. My like, teacher, teacher, Mr. Rivier. It's like who are your friends? And it's like he's like two wide receivers. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> God, the man's an icon. No, he really yeah. is. I feel like he inspired your fashion. Well, do you, you see that one uh, Halloween I dressed as him yes. when he took Deshaun Jackson's uh, clothes for that interview? That's awesome. That's what, okay, I was wondering why he had the track suit and like the, yeah, the, the gold chain. Yeah, he took, he took it all because they were going to like, oh, we want to talk to Ryan. He's like, I need to borrow some clothes. <laughs> so he borrowed some for Deshaun Jackson. And I went out for Halloween and at uh, Pump House. Oh. I was a little intoxicated. They were doing a uh, a costume contest, yeah. and like I got a little distracted. And, like you know, so you weren't supposed to put your actual name down. You're supposed to put who you were dressed <laughs> as. Well, I put my actual name <laughs> down, and like they were like having people hop up on the pool table and like basing it off of like cheers and stuff. Yeah, and they like got to me and they're like Philip Vazateka, and I just jumped up on there and I just started chanting yes, 
Yes, and everybody started doing it, and I just dove on top of the crowd. I got, like, third place in the costume. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. And, like, the facial hair you're doing now, I feel like that's what I'm doing. It's the mustaches in, which we've been doing mustaches for a while, but now that I have a double chin, like, I don't do straight mustache, so it's I leave, stash. You leave the stubble, and you let the mustache come out, like, thicker. You're doing that, too? I copied your look. That's exactly what I did. I, I like it. It's a good look. And then also, okay, we're in the same episode uh, at the CrossFit event. Uh, Corey DeBoard, Debo. Yeah, Debo, yeah. He was a volunteer there. He he was going to compete, but he just had like a little surgery, so he couldn't do it. He came up to me. He's like, hey, you copied my facial hair because he's doing the stubble with the thick mustache. And I was just like, dude, it's it's the new look. I there is a pro wrestler I'm a big fan of, Dax Harwood. He pulled it off. Real good tag team FTR. The ROH, AAA, tag team champions of the world. Whatever. Look it up. They're great. Good look. <laughs> Alex, what about you? What about just straight? Well, I guess you do have a little bit thicker mustache. Yeah, I've been doing the, the thicker mustache. Yeah. Lighter on the... I am too lazy to actually cut down to the skin. That's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work, dude. Like, if I ever, like, would do, like, a straight razor on this, oh. which I haven't done it on my face in, like, years. Yeah. Like, since I've been... In, or when I was in college, I did, like, once. Until you're 30. You're yeah, not I know. in college anymore. <laughs> <laughs> dude, everybody at work always tells me, like, oh, you peaked in college. And I hate it. <laughs> Just you, bully me. You have... Yet to begin to peak. I that's yeah exactly. You say that every time. I don't do. You? I do. I say that all <laughs> the time. Oh yeah. So this fall, are we gonna have a match? Like, are we gonna do mustaches if we make the playoffs, or what's oh. what's the plan? Are we gonna do mutton chops? Are we gonna do the Triple H where we shave the chin and then we go <laughs> we go sideburns down to the jawline. We go straight down the jawline till it's a handlebar mustache. So basically, you you shave this up top on the cheek, yeah. and you shave the chin. Or do we just do mustaches? One ball now, so I don't know how that, that's going to look even weirder. If I had like hair, maybe it'd be like okay. What is that, that connected to? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not connected to anything you right now. Actually, in uh, in college, I actually went with a mutton chop look. Mutton chop. Oh, that's it's called a mutton chop. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. One the, of the, best... the two sideburns and then the mustache. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. One of the best facial hairs I ever saw. I was down, it was for state wrestling. I was down underneath Wells Fargo in like mm. the underneath the stands area. And we were just kind of camping out. We were by Southeast Polk's group. Mm. And one of their assistant coaches shaved ram horns into oh. he did he had the like down mutton chops and it curled back over and he like shaved it in. It was so cool. That is aggressive and I love oh. it. <laughs> I mean, ugh, it's so painful because, uh, I don't know, should I say it? You can say whatever you want. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> that sounds cool, but I don't like Southeast Polk Wrestling. Oh, I'm not promoting them at all. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. No, I'm not endorsing them. And so like, the thing is, it's like, that's cool, but because they did it, that's douchey. Um, <laughs> Uh, was that when you were in high school? Like, were you that at was when I was in high school? Yeah. Okay, it was when you were in high school. All right, yeah. I didn't know if like, cause obviously with you coaching and stuff like that, I didn't know if you were like at state yeah. this past year or like. We we unfortunately didn't have any qualifiers last year. My first year coaching for Martinsdale, we had a qualifier. Okay. Um, we were down there. I don't think we. I think the way those sessions lined up, we didn't ever end up uh, at the same time as three A, or at least we uh, weren't camping around that group. Yeah, gotcha. Because yeah. Martinsdale, St. Mary's, that's one A. Yep, we're one right A school. Yep. Yeah, I remember when I was in high school around 
like 07, 08, they were, that was a solid program. I mean, they were we've, stacked. We've got a really strong history, mm-hmm. you know, we're working mm-hmm. on building our group back together and getting that getting that program really built up again and trying to return to our former glory. Yeah, but is that where you're from? Guys. No, I'm from Carroll originally. Okay, yeah. yeah. I knew that. Good, yeah. good friend of mine, a wrestler I co- or I practiced and wrestled with in college as the head coach down there. Gotcha. So that's how you got hooked up there. That's yep. kind of what I was wondering. Yep. And, and that's the thing, too. You wrestled in college, and then after... So tell us about that. You were at Carroll, then you went to college. Where'd you go to college? Yeah, so I went to, I'm from Carroll, I went to Kepper Catholic, well, private, private school over in that area. I actually, I actually visited that school when we were at Valley. We, oh, yeah? Uh, we went and took a tour there. Yeah, oh. not much to see, but <laughs> yeah, it was, it was I had a, a nice good experience, you know, good time through high school. Had a, you know, it is what it is, high school career, and then went on to college. I wrestled for Morningside College, now Morningside yep. University. Ooh, yep. they, they bumped it up, they're trying to make it in the world. Dude, Morningside's always good at a lot of sports. They have, they have like, got, in the past, at least. We've got a really good football team. Yeah. Are they NCAA or NAIA? NAIA. Okay. Yep. So we're a little smaller group. I like, feel with like, Grandview? Are they yeah, in the same yep. conference as Grandview? Okay. No, we're not in the same conference as Grandview. We're in the GPAC, which is mostly Western Iowa, Eastern Nebraska, South okay. Dakota schools. Didn't Brandon Wagner go to Morningside? Yep. Yeah. Were you there when he was playing? Yeah. Yep. My sophomore year, he was playing for us. Okay. And he was fun to watch. Dude, yeah, he's good. He was a really good player. The the Waggers are from Sioux City. Yeah, they are. Yeah, because so my cousin played football for Decorah. They were playing uh, Sioux City Bishop Heelan in the uh, state championship. He took an interception, 109 yards. It's like like obviously the state record or whatever for. Is that allowed? Yeah, so like he intercepted (laughs) in the corner of the end zone. He ran it all the way back for a touchdown. Because he played defensive back too, he, that was that was a rough game to watch <laughs> for Decora. Does he want to be a wombat? <laughs> no I shit. I don't have any connection. Yeah. To <laughs> say, I was gonna say like pull some strings here, get him over to play with us. Yeah, yeah, like, shoot your shot. Who's a potential like if NFL athlete? Do, if you can hear this, yeah, <laughs> he, he he did fine against Georgia Tech, and what was that? The Orange Bowl. That's yeah. fine yeah. as a freshman at well, Iowa. Doesn't he have some freshman record still? It was like something like most touchdowns or something like that. Dude, that by a team, freshman. that team was so fun to watch with yeah. like Adrian Claiborne and yeah, yeah they they crushed it. And Dude, then he dated a gal from my uh, like hometown area. He came to the zipper one time or whatever. It's like this bar in Festina. He is a big man. Like he still got like a sore thumb just because he's like so tall and just so broad and everything. Like yeah. it's crazy. It was really weird to see him there. I'm just like. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what's been crazy though is we've had other running backs beat his records at Morningside now. I think. Really? Yeah. Wow. We've had some really good guys come through. I mean, we've just always had some pretty solid players mm. come through the Morningside program. The coach over there does an awesome job. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and so you're wrestling at Morningside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, had a good time there. Had a good career there. What was graduation graduation like, and then how did you end up in the Des Moines area? Because where's Morningside at for people who don't know? So Morningside is in Sioux City, Iowa. Yep. It's okay. like tucked right in the corner. Like part of Sioux City is South Sioux City, which is in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. There's North Sioux City, which is in South Dakota. So it sits right in that little corner of the okay. state where okay. all three of those states touch one another. Gross. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all consensual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I graduated with a biology degree there, and then I went to grad school in Chicago, did 
my first year online and then a second year in, in the state of Chicago. I moved back to Carroll for a little bit and then started working and got a job in the Des Moines area and I've been here since. Nice. And so, so a job brought you here to Central Iowa, brought you to Des Moines. What brought you to the Wombats? Like, that's the thing. Like, so you did wrestling. Once your wrestling career was over at Morningside, I mean, did you have what other athletic uh, endeavors yeah, were like, you doing? Is there any other like, avenues you were looking to pursue potentially? Or I knew I, I had, even after I was done with like my undergrad degree, done competing in college, I knew I wanted to keep coaching wrestling it's mm. kind of one of those things it's kind of stuck in my blood i don't think i'll ever quit being involved in wrestling in some capacity so i while i was living in chicago i actually coached for a group called beat the streets they do free i don't know if it's completely free but super low cost to free wrestling clubs for okay. some of the like lower income areas of chicago there's beat the streets new york beat the streets la okay. so it's like a national group but i worked for beat the streets chicago as a volunteer but that's beyond the point um, yeah. so i started coaching here in des moines too in the des moines area i coached for martinsdale st mary as an assistant coach there always kind of keeping involved in wrestling but as kind of we talked about in the last and on tuesday's podcast mm -hmm. there's not a ton of opportunity to compete in wrestling unless you're gonna like once you're done with college yeah yeah once you're done with college unless you're at the high enough level that you're a u.s open athlete mm -hmm. like trying out for the world team or yeah. if you're a street league guy like me <laughs> do, do you get paid for that are you allowed to say I, you... i'm a volunteer for this okay. i just do it for fun <laughs> I, for funsies yeah i mean with i i know when the street league popped up and it was one of those things where i'm always scheming for the wombats like what can we do and i was just like it just it makes so much sense wrestling and rugby they're so connected mm -hmm. we've got guys on the team who've wrestled and it's like alex wrestled in college like, this makes so much sense. And then it's also like, hey, man, like, you're going to sell a lot of tickets and you're going to get some views and, and social media, too. Like, yep. the amount of buzz we got when the maniac shot the boot, oh, yeah. that, yeah. that got shared so much. And, like, people with blue check marks on Twitter are quote tweeting it. And I was yeah. just like, oh, that's cool. Well, people are noticing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's one of those things where I'm just like, so we're, we're trying to get you paid, man. Well, so. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, like, trying to, like, you know, one up ourselves like this next time too might be maybe a little challenging, but like we're gonna do like a whole theme and stuff, yeah. you know, for it and like we gotta uh, keep uh, it exciting. You gotta, yeah, you know, we gotta keep them on their toes a little bit and like keep it entertaining. Like, yeah. oh, go ahead, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. no, Sorry, no, I was but, like spitball. Yeah, more than anything, I just like to do it because a, it's something fun for like us all as you know, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. as the group to be like involved in obviously it's fun to like see all the wrestlers that should be out playing rugby for us um, <laughs> right. for me like as i'm still coaching wrestling it's good for me to keep dipping my toes in and being like all right these are things i'm teaching my wrestlers like and, and if i'm going to use them are they working right, right. Like, i don't want to teach a bunch of shit that doesn't actually work and so it's good for me to get that reality check once a mm. year if i can yeah. of like oh yeah i'm teaching all this technique that didn't actually work that well. <laughs> right. So well, and also I like to what you preach, what I'm guy, yeah. yeah. As a coach, you get so used to saying like, "Do this, do this, do this," yeah. but you're not in the arena, right? And that's so tough because you're like, "Buy into what I say," and then you can be like, "Okay, but guys, I'm still doing this too." And I know that's like tough for like most wrestling coaches because mm -hmm. last time they competed was 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, yeah. where you can be like, "No, you can be in my corner." 
mm-hmm. and see me actually like I'm doing what I'm telling you to do. Mm-hmm. If yep. you if you trust what I say, it's gonna work for you because yeah. it worked for me. Yeah. And so that's that's pretty cool. And I yeah, I just think it's funny too because like yeah, we we try to hype this thing up. Zach Vogel yeah. said in the last one, he tries to reinvent it every time. I feel like as the wombats, as fans at our VIP table. We're trying to reinvent ourselves too, <laughs> because we're trying to get noticed. Like, hey, wrestlers, we're fun too, and we're very similar to the wrestling community. Yeah. Play rugby when you're not wrestling. Dude, there's a lot yeah. of similar mannerisms and stuff like that oh, that we all yeah. like do, you know, and like just the wild like aspect. Oh, yeah. Like, that's dude. what I've loved about like joining the rugby community has been like everybody. Like, there wasn't that weird transition of like, oh, you guys aren't like my wrestling friends or like the group of guys that I co- or practiced with when I was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that transition was super smooth. Like it just felt like a family. I really liked to like. There can be times where wrestlers get, especially when we're in season, like, at least for myself, you get a little bit, like, everybody's a little dried up and stoic, and they're Mm. worn out, right? Yeah. But with club rugby, it stays fun. It stays, Mm. like, enthusiastic, because we're going to the bar afterwards. Oh, yeah. And maybe that was, like, I didn't really have that option as a wrestler, because I was wrestling in high school, and as a college athlete, I was pretty gung-ho. I was pretty, like straight and narrow kind of wrestler i didn't really have mm-hmm. with the amount of weight i was cutting i didn't have the whole lot of opportunity to goof off anyway right it didn't uh at the last stalemate didn't we have a like a league match the next day was that we might remember have. that correctly because wasn't the last stalemate in the fall yeah yeah it was yeah so i'm pretty sure we had another match the following day that you I played in so, yeah. <laughs> we did too. yeah yeah no that was yeah so you wrestled a match and then 16 hours later you played a rugby match yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was exhausting. Yeah. Shout out to Clay because he put me through the w- work there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I think I want to say that was, I don't know why, but I'm thinking I want to say that was Northeast Iowa, but right. it might, it might be. Yeah, I think it was. Oh, that's why we lost. Yeah, exactly. Alex, Alex was too was, tired. He used his good energy, <laughs> and we all got hammered yelling at him. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it is it is such a fun event, and I just. I really do feel like the communities are so similar. And I'm going to put it on record. I'm going to say it. I don't know if either of these guys are listening. The maniac, Mikey Anglin. Yeah. He's Jacob Eads. Dude. They're 100%. the same person. They they look very similar. Yeah. They have the same. They're just so, like, wild. Wild. Yeah. But also, they seem like the guy, they do anything for you. Mm-hmm. And then if you were on their team, they would kill for you. Yeah. Like, I, I just, that's why I feel like we gravitated, gravitated towards Mikey Anglin so quick. The maniac because like his personality is so like you want to root for that guy and then also he'll drink a beer out of a wrestling shoe. Oh, yeah. I saw too that video is getting reshared because I said to him like, "Hey, you're gonna double fist him now, two <laughs> shoes at the same time, like Stone Cold Steve Austin." And then people are like, "That is disgusting." And he's like, "Yeah, no, I've lost, I've cut ten pounds in a practice in these shoes before." <laughs> maybe oh, we'll we'll bring him a different pair of shoes to drink out of. Maybe, <laughs> but that wouldn't be as cool though. He's yeah. the maniac. Yeah. Like, dude, imagine him playing flanker. No, he would. He would kill people. He would. Anybody doing an eight man pick and then the maniac comes off as a flanker, he would cut them in half so hard. <laughs> Literally though, like I bet he could just. Uh, like they said. Practically the same person, Eads, because that's what Eads would do. Eads would just murder yeah. people out on the field. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, Eads ran like a horse out there. Like, I mean, yeah. his big old strides. And, yeah, so when I see Mikey wrestle, I'm just like, 
dude, that's Eads. And, yeah. I'm, and, and that's the rugby guy recruiter in me, too, where I'm like, God, if we could get you on a rugby pitch, no. oh, it'd be... And that's why, too, like, you look at the success Bremer has had and yeah. when we were on Bremer, and for the last 20 years, Bremer has been a dominant force in Division Three, and they're going to bump up to Division Two. Why does it work? Well, Wartburg College in Waverly, yeah. a lot of guys like Todd Becker well, and Caleb champ- Stack, yeah. national champion wrestlers at D3, then they go and play rugby, and they just murder people. And then you have the head coach Waverly and Eric Wickham. Mm-hmm. You have all these guys who are wrestlers. Yeah. They know how to tackle. They won't let anybody outwork them. They won't let anybody get in their head. Like, I've seen them go toe-to-toe with people way bigger than them, but they're like, I'm a wrestler. Like, well, you can't the, mess with me. Well, what about their state champion uh, state champion sevens team? Like, I want to say, like, almost every single guy in that sevens team for Waverly well, play, uh, wrestles, too. I, I guarantee, I so. like, 95% of them do. They're all state wrestlers for state champ, Or they're all state rugby players for state champion. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the kid who had the game-winning uh, score yeah. for the state title against Ankeny. I'm pretty sure he was a state champion. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they were dual team state champions. But well, like, like, how many times has Wickham too been like? Is it two years in a row now? He's been like coach of the year. It's something crazy like that. I, I just yeah. I I hope we have Casey or Wickham or somebody on soon because the youth stuff they're doing and the way they're mixing rugby and wrestling together, yeah. or maybe not even together, but it's the same athletes. Yeah. And the athletes probably don't even know it, but there's so much crossover skill and yeah. the community's the same. Dude, monsters are going to be coming out of Waverly for the next decade. Oh yeah, easily. And they're going to and like it. And it's one of those things too. Rugby's funny; it keeps building on itself. You mm. get people involved, and then they do stuff, and then they bring people in, and it just—it's like that movie. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, fucking hold on. Uh, you know, you do something for three people, and then they do stuff for three people. Pay it forward, or whatever. Pay it forward. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kevin Spacey and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen that. Oh, don't mention him. I don't. Can yeah, you bleep well, out Kevin Spacey's <laughs> name? Because he what's the kid's name? Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like the ending of that movie. It's sad. It is sad. <laughs> but with rugby, it's happy. Yeah. So rugby's a happy pay it forward. Dude, speaking of rugby movies, have you ever seen Forever Strong, Alex? No, I have not. Yeah, we were talking about that a little oh, bit, like. My. Uh, behind the scenes, we were talking about that a little bit. The whole movie's like the storyline's really good. The like rugby action stuff in it is kind of bad. Oh, no it's rats, no rap hit you in the knees. They yeah. like flip over three times. Yeah. It's all like very every, dr- overly dramatic. Yeah. Every yeah. hit's just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like every wrestling movie I've ever watched. Too, Dude, man. yeah. They're the only one that really. Did a good job. Was have you seen Foxcatcher? Yeah, that's that's a crazy story. They did a good job with that, and that's all true. It's such a good story. I haven't seen the movie. I read the book. It's phenomenal. That's an insane story. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, yeah, Steve Carell does like a weirdly good job in that movie, which is nuts. And like, yeah, Chain of Tams though. What's his face again? I can't think of the guy's name. Yeah, that's what it is. That's a really good movie, though. Like yeah. that's then, that's a sad movie too, though. It's right? a sad movie. Yeah. Have you actually seen? It's a wrestling movie. It's called The Hammer. The Hammer. Hammer. I haven't seen it's, that. It's one. about a. Uh, it's Is it about, about Ty Flood? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a yeah. We that's a, that. that's a that's a you and I rugby joke. Uh, <laughs> no, if anybody no. from you and I is here. They'll know. They'll know. Yeah. No, so it's about a uh, people who don't know Ty Flood might know it now. <laughs> it's about a it's about a wrestler who's actually deaf, and he actually, 
and he he's wrestling. He goes to a, a he goes to a school for deaf people, and he wrestles on that team. And it's actually it's a it's a true story. And this and this kid actually go get goes into the UFC. Oh, oh wow. nice! Oh. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good movie. When I was crazy about wrestling and trying to get back into wrestling in high school, I watched that movie. Yeah, that's okay. another thing that like. I feel like has been a really cool like crossover with like or a similarity I see in the wrestling and rugby communities of like I always see the like rugby posts of like rugby's for everybody like mm-hmm. rugby's like such a universal sport like body type size whatever is always like very welcomed yeah. and I feel like that's something that is big in the wrestling community too of like you don't have to be any particular like you don't have to fit this parameter of people. Besides the weight classes. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's that. But, like, because there's weight classes from 106 yeah. to 285, like, so many people can do it. Like, mm. you don't have to necessarily be short, tall. Like, it's whatever. Like, anybody yeah. can do wrestling. Yeah, because, I mean, like. And anybody can do rugby. Yeah, I mean, like, well, like, with wrestling, too, like, yeah, like you said, like, you know, body, like, shape and size and stuff like that. Like, I mean, like, there obviously would be, like, some that would be more preferred than others you would think but like i don't know like i when i used to wrestle like i liked wrestling people that were like built like me and i hated wrestling guys that were tall and lanky oh, just because they have such a reach yep. you know but like it's one of those things though where yeah it's all one size or it's not a one size fits all or whatever yeah. the deal is yeah that's yeah and like that's the beautiful thing with rugby yeah you can be like every position too you know like has like you know like if you're a lock you prefer them to be a little bit taller and stuff like that but you don't have to be you know right. kind of thing but then you have positions for smaller guys and it's like yeah it's right I I've noticed everybody. that where you guys have slid me around in different <laughs> positions all over the field I always feel so bad about that we're like oh uh, Alex we're gonna keep you at wing it's like and then like a couple games later like hey we're gonna try you at hooker and it's like oh I, we're gonna try I, you at flank we're gonna try I'm you here I'm slowly <laughs> liking hooker more and more it's a fun yeah. spot it is. It is and it isn't because it sure. always hurts my neck. It's <laughs> yeah. the only thing that drives me nuts, but I like it yeah. better than playing prop. I don't. I don't know how some of those guys do that. Dude, prop's not even that bad. I like, personally don't like it. Like, what makes it bad for you? I don't know. It's just usually like. So I mean, like, I'm not small, but like, I'm not like a real big guy either. So sometimes when I gotta line up against somebody at prop, where I'm weighing like you know low two oh five ish two ten range, and the other guy's like two eighty. It's like, but you're stronger than everybody. Yeah, but it's still you know a little bit more weight to try to push and do, and you know I don't have as much weight to leverage. But I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I am really warm right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Alex here. got y'all hot and yeah, bothered. Hot and bothered. Oh, you guys want our beer? Yeah, let's uh, let's do another round. Another and round? this and this round is brought to you by Central City Liquors. Make sure, Alex, have you ever been there? I've been there once. They, I had a really good experience. I remember when one of the first times you guys uh, were promoting that Knob Creek bourbon. Yeah. I stopped in, had a really good experience, got to talk to some of the workers there. Nice. They were super welcoming, super knowledgeable about everything I was buying, and they sold me over very quickly. <laughs> nice. yeah, I like it there. So it's not just us like blowing smoke, like... We have a real no, paid person. <laughs> a little bit of emphasis there. Yeah. <laughs> cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. This is a Central City Liquors cheers. I, I got a uh, really pressing question, mm. actually. Mm-hmm. So 
and uh, I'm in this group chat with some UNI guys, mm-hmm. some former UNI guys. We had an argument about it a while back, and I brought it up at with some of my uh, some of the guys I work with. And we argued about this for like three days. So I got to get everybody's perspective on this. No, we're well, gonna have an argument. I'm excited. <laughs> Gloves okay. are off. Let's go. Okay. What would you rather have to do? Would you rather have to fight an orangutan one time a year, which the orangutan gets a hold, like wield a sword, and you get to use whatever weapon you want, but you don't know when it's coming, or would you rather fight a chicken every single time you get into your car? Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on, hold on. Not to like end this conversation very quickly, but you said any weapon against the orangutan. Yeah, but you don't know when it's coming, though. That's but I always problem. have the weapon on me. What's that? A gun. <laughs> but you don't always have no. it on you. How often? Do you, do you even have a gun? No, but you said, okay, but if I know that I have to fight an orangutan once a year. But you don't know when it's coming. Then I'll have, I'll go and I'll get my uh, concealed carry license. But no, he has a sword. Cool. I'll fucking, okay, I get any weapon I want. Okay, I get, I'll I have a grenade. Like anything that you can get a hold of. A grenade. But realistically, anything you get a hold of. I've watched It's Always Sunny. I'll have a grenade. And I'm like, oh shit, there's an orangutan with a sword. He's after me and me alone. <laughs> and I throw yeah, a grenade there's at There's another question. <laughs> the, is it, assuming you win and kill this orangutan, does it revive? Yeah, it comes back every year. Okay. you got to fight an orangutan one time a year and that is wielding a sword. does it get progressively better at its swordplay? That I don't know, but you gotta think about this. The orangutan with a sword, you know, a sword's like three to five feet in length typically, and you know, orangutan's got long ass arms, like, it's got a good reach. Like, it would not have to be that close to you to like get a good swing on you, and then you're done. Because then he has the yeah. sword deck. And you don't know what he's coming, like, you could be on the shitter and you wouldn't know if he's like showing up or not. Dude, you know, that like, would. But then that but would then mean that you would have me to have something at all times. <laughs> like, what? See, I said the chicken because it's like, it's not hard to kill a chicken. And, you know, like, every time you get into your car, like, you don't have to get in your car that often. I mean, depending on what you're doing for work. And you could really make a business out of it if you really wanted to. I feel really bad. You know, bad you can start selling chickens or whatever. I, I feel really bad. So it's a new chicken every take time. On yeah. I was going to say, I'd it's get a, new chicken every I'd get time. a cage and just, like, learn how to really quickly put it in that cage every time. <laughs> Dude, I mean, we, just, we a couple guys at work have been arguing about this for days. I think just, I'm sitting on the chicken side. Dude, yeah, that's what I said, too. There I'm on the orangutan side. What? I knew you would. I knew well, you'd do he's it. so far away, and I get any weapon I want, I will take... I'll take a bow and arrow. I don't even... Do you even have a bow and arrow? Why do I have... Dude, is there an orangutan that's waiting for me outside right now? I mean, it's all hypothetical. It could be. The bow and arrow is more believable than a fucking orangutan with a sword. the garage door. There's orangutans sitting out there waiting for you. Then you're screwed. Look at all the weapons in my garage. I could... um, There's just going to be a chicken in my car. <laughs> no, I just, you know, hey everybody, thanks for listening. It's been 10 episodes and you have made it to the lowest point of the show. I hate this segment. Why did I give you any control, Phil? <laughs> this is the worst. Where did this come from? Oh, uh, I can't remember if it was Zeus or Cha that asked in our group chat. Okay. So, you and I, so okay. you and I got. Here's a new one. Yeah. Who would you rather who would win in a fight? We well, used to my friend Logan Abba in high school, we would always come up with these, and he would be like, "What would who would win in a fight?" So you're not fighting, okay? Okay. You're gonna sit this one out, but you have to make a bet. Who would win? Ten thousand chickens or one hundred orangutans with swords? I think the oh, one hundred orangutans wins. Really? That's a thousand chickens per orangutan. Yeah. Are they? What are they gonna do? They're gonna scratch the orangutan like? 
Well, yeah, I mean, one swipe can kill what? Six chickens? Probably. There's 996 left. Are they coordinated? Nope. Like, are they attacking in unison? Oh, of course. Yeah, okay, like, that changes. They know. They know, like, we got to kill this guy. Okay. So, like, you have a thousand chickens. So, that's the thing. You think, oh, 10,000 chickens. Uh, what'd I say? Slaughtered uh, things? Yeah, I'm taking the chickens. They would, uh, they, would, they would smother them and peck them to death. And, like, how, like, I don't know. That's a more compelling argument than... <laughs> that's like the classic, yeah. like, uh, horse-sized duck versus 100 duck-sized horses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, okay, actually, another, another question. Who do you think would win a race if we had another one? Uh, Jesus Ramirez or Ryan Gray? Ryan Gray. People might not know that uh, whole deal where we had that little race a couple of years back between you guys. And we called it a draw. No, it was bullshit. I won. You can't die. <laughs> the video evidence, you guys both crossed the line at the same time. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> mad about it because... Opening up old wounds. Yeah, I don't know why you would do this to me a week <laughs> from your birthday ago. I just... You know what? If Zeus is even listening, you know, he may be getting all fit now. I still... I'm faster than him. I got it in me. May not look it. I'll beat him in a foot race. I don't, I don't give a hoot. <laughs> New promotion. Yeah. I don't know. B-Side Boys will sponsor it. So, Zeus, this is me calling you out. I'm faster than you, and you know it. Ooh, it's kind of like MJF from AEW. Instead of, I'm better than you? No, I'm faster okay. than you, and you know it. Okay, did you see MJF's like big rants like on, a on AEW? On AEW Dynamite two weeks ago? No, what happened? <laughs> no way. <laughs> did he come out and call Tony Khan a fucking mark? Yeah. Okay, okay. okay we've lost everybody. We're now in the <laughs> pro wrestling. Yeah. We get, that's, okay. We got way off topic. Yeah, we got sorry. way off topic. Okay, so back to Alex. Alex is our guest, and... Uh, Hold on, I just got a text message here. Oh yeah, okay. No, I coach I coach JV softball for East High School. So, you know what? We're going to Hoover tomorrow, and we're going to win too. All right, yeah. screw them. I don't care. We're winning. We're winning. Uh, so now let's get back to it. With the seven series coming up, you know, sevens, fifteens. What do you like more? I'm not. I'm not super shifty. Super, you know. I'm I'm fast enough in a straight line, but I'm not super like crafty, so I think I prefer 15s. Mm. I feel like I get volunteered for sevens. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm all right with playing sevens. I'm a smaller guy, like I am cool with being out there. But I definitely no. This was like my first time playing sevens in a mm -hmm. while, and we were playing you and I at that oh, uh, yeah. at that spread that friendly, but. I definitely got juked out of my shoes like twice in that match. Hey, <laughs> they were they finished third in the nation. That's yes. fair. So that makes so you I'm feel better, only, right? I'm only fourth in the nation worst. At <laughs> Dude, we were trying to give them a good look and stuff, and we're like, um, we're just not. getting our asses kicked the whole time. It's like, man, I really hope this helps them in some way, shape, or form. Well, the whole point of that little tournament was like for 15s and wanted to get some like college teams and men's teams and the women's team all together see some different sides and everyone play 15s and then you and i reached out to me like hey we're trying to make a bid for nationals for sevens we want to practice sevens and i'm like yeah we can make it work yep. and i'm like this really messes up the schedule <laughs> and like we'll we'll give you the best look we can and i look around i'm like Ugh. we are so like we 
pulled some guys from Iowa State. We pulled just random guys from the Wombats. And I even said, too, if you want a good look, let us have eight guys on the field. So you have to work harder. Yeah. So then it feels... Because there's going to be times when you play really good sevens teams where you're like, they recycle so fast. You're like, do they have eight guys on the field? And they're like, no, 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 let's keep seven. I'm like, but we don't have seven sevens players yeah. on the field. <laughs> I mean, I was out there playing scrum half for a while. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, but it was it was fun, though. It was cool to oh, see, like... it was fun. The young guys, like, oh, dude, they're they're good. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a very good squad they have going on. And they're all really young, so it's yeah. like... Yeah. It's going to be years to come where... I mean, it was really cool that Nelson, like, shouted him out that he thinks they're going to be, like, a champion, 7s and 15s team at some point, which is really cool to hear. Yeah. yeah. So, I hope that happens. No, it, was ex- it's, it is exciting to see those guys. And, like, as a guy who's just kind of getting into the rugby world, kind of learning about it, like, it's mm-hmm. fun to see good rugby developing around with me, too. Oh, yeah. Dude. And, like, obviously, like, yeah, you just started playing, like, a year ago and stuff. And, like, it's funny, like... I've been playing for like almost a decade. Gray's been playing for like twelve years and stuff. Like I, I'm still learning stuff. I mm-hmm. feel like, I mean, I feel like that's always kind of an important thing with like you know sports in general is like always be willing to keep learning oh, because absolutely. you can't know everything. It's impossible. Yeah, and when the game's growing, it's changing, uh, especially locally. People are trying to get more complex, yeah. and so it's kind of nice for you to like just coming into it and it's like anything we throw at you, you're like, oh, this is this is what we do, and it's like. Yeah, well, for the first seven years, we did not know any of this. You know, it was like <laughs> yeah. it was like a guess and check. Like, oh, that didn't work. You sure. know, so it's kind of nice that, and that's why I, sometimes I like when high school we get non-football players to play rugby because they they're like, oh, this is like football, and it's like eh, barely, barely like the running was, and getting tackling. Yeah, like that. That's it. But like, there's it's so different. And when you have a football player. Some of their tendencies are so opposite of rugby. Yeah. yeah, I had a huge struggle with learning to like after I passed the ball, not run ahead, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. not get ahead of the rest of the group to fall back, get back into my spacing and all that. Like, that was a huge struggle for me at first. I'm pretty sure I remember telling you once because I've said it to so many people who play football. I'm like, basically everything you know about football stuff, just throw that out completely. (laughs) I mean, even the hitting is kind of different. Like you're not trying to knock somebody's block off. Right. Oh no, because I mean, yeah, you're putting your body at risk too, and like the obviously like with rugby, you you essentially have to form tackle. You know, like otherwise it's potentially dangerous for you and the opposing player, and you could potentially get kicked out of the match. You know, or get some sort of penalty where you're screwing your team over by having to step off the field for X amount of time. Or not even a penalty, but just, I got to make this tackle and be ready for the next tackle. That too. Like, it's one of those things where, especially in sevens, if I make a tackle and I just hang out, Mm -hmm. now it's six on seven Mm -hmm. or five on six. Like, I got to get up so then that way we're not overloaded. I got to make sure I'm doing my part where football, and we had so many Valley kids that played football where it was like, they'd make a tackle, They'd roll over. They would slowly get to all fours, slowly look up. And like, the same football, you don't get to celebrate. Like, I made a tackle. And it's like, yeah, there's going to be like 30 in a sevens match. If you have a split second where you're on the ground, they're going to run right by you. Yeah. And they did. Mm-hmm. And it was like, the same football. You don't get to just roll around like, I did it. So, yep. Right. Yeah. What, what would you say, though, to like coming into rugby – what do you think wrestling has prepared you the most for? 
like outside of rugby, inside of rugby, like on the field, off the field? Like, what has <laughs> wrestling prepared you for rugby the most? How, like, how has wrestling made me more prepared for rugby? Yeah. I think that the way, like, obviously there's the defensive side of like, mm-hmm being able to really get down and form tackle low you're not hitting high like i think the first couple of games i didn't even know that high tackling was like a problem in the game like, <laughs> Dude, a, a, i'm way shorter than everybody i don't know how i can high tackle yeah. <laughs> but b like i was always taught to hit people with the legs whereas yeah. that was not necessarily what i was taught in football like we were always taught to kind of hit them in the chest Mm. Or, was, like, mm-hmm. be with your head, yeah, like, to, yeah. towards the ball, oh, essentially. Yeah, trying to knock the ball out. Yeah, which is essentially, like, complete opposite of what you're supposed to do with rugby. Exa- <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I feel felt like, A, just, like, being able to hit a good tackle, mm. it really, like, it's the exact same mechanics as in a rugby tackle is just a double leg takedown. Yep. Yeah. In, in essence. there There's obviously some differences, some, like, fine-tuning nuances, blah, 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 that I've learned now. But that, I feel like, like body awareness when I'm down in those like rucks and scrums, and mm. I still get those two confused. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm down like on the ground in those piles, like yeah. understanding I need to get like rolled out, get yeah. out of there, like be ready for the next thing happening. Yeah. Where I feel like that flow of the game matches wrestling a lot. Where okay, well I got taken to the ground. The game doesn't end. The match doesn't end in wrestling. Like mm. you got to be ready for the next thing. Yeah. And so I feel like that really like translates well too. And just like the hard nosed like hitting each other in the face but not taking it personally. Yeah. Like, the mentality. Yeah, yeah that mentality of being like comfortable getting punched in the head. Not on purpose. <laughs> like right. nobody's swinging actual fists out there. Yeah, sometimes. But the, the, <laughs> the being comfortable like not taking it personally when you do yeah. get jacked in the nose or something. Well, it's like, too, because you probably had, like, people, like, when you were in high school and college were, like, you were probably friends with some people that were, like, your opponents, essentially, oh, right? Yeah, like yeah. you're, And I bet you're still probably friends with some of those guys. Absolutely, yeah? yeah. It's, like, the same type of culture mindset with, like, rugby, too, where it's, like, you know, you are playing against other people and, like, you know, it's competitive and stuff and it might get, like, chippy and stuff when you're playing, but, like, afterwards, you're buddies, you know? like exactly. And you can get beers together, you, you know, and stuff. I would rather have a guy who, like, I can respect enough to give him my all and to get, like, sometimes a little too aggressive. But we understand it's part of the match, and we're, like, just doing it because we respect one another and we want to give each other their all. It's the same thing on the rugby field where you're, like, it would be a disservice to, like, just, ah, I'm going to let you go by. Yeah. Like, that's not, yeah, it's not as fun. It's not part of the game. That's definitely where, like, those, both cultures, you know, like, wrestling culture and rugby culture are, like, there's a lot of similarities. Like, we've talked about that so much. Yeah. Like, how many similarities there are to it. But, like, if there was, like, something that you would want to, like, tell somebody who has, like, a pretty good wrestling background and stuff, like, what would be, like, a good, like, uh, like, if they were on the fence about playing rugby or getting involved, like, what would be, like, kind of, like, your Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you, you said you're still friends with guys you wrestled with and against. If you were going to make a pitch to those exact guys... Call them out by name if you want. Oh, man. <laughs> Tag them in this when you share this. Uh, what would you say to them to, to get them in? And not not in a sense of, like, we're forcing you to recruit. Yeah. But, like, from you as a guy who wrestled, like, what would you tell, to the, tell those wrestlers? <sighs> Why should they do this? It's just, it's fun. It's a, that feeling of satisfaction of, like, 
blowing your lungs out and actually like giving it your absolute all in a sport. I thought you were going to say blow your load. Blowing your load. I say that all the time. (laughs) It's that satisfaction of like actually giving it your all in a match or in a, yeah, in a sport. And the difference is like, yeah, in a wrestling match, like you get that satisfaction of knowing you went out there and gave it your all and Mm. win or lose, like you put it all out there. But it's so fun, like, in a team aspect. Like, I didn't have a whole lot of team-setting sports that I was super dedicated to growing up. And so having that, like, group of brothers that you're going out there and you're, like, fighting a battle with. And then Mm. afterwards, you and the opponents are going and grabbing a beer. Like, it's so fun. There's not a lot of sports like that. No. I would say, like, the only sport that I think parallels it is, like, hockey. And Mm. we're not really a hockey. (laughs) There's not a whole lot of hockey going on around Iowa that I know of. Not really. I mean, like, I know, like, some people that do, like, some hockey leagues sure, and stuff, yeah. but, like, yeah, it's, but it's, small. it's, not, yeah, it's yeah. small. It's not as prevalent. And, and, and being a high school and middle and I'm school no good coach. Skate, so. well, <laughs> there's, there's, actually a, there's actually a league. There's a, actually a high school league for hockey. Like, all the Metro, like, the CIML yeah. kids. So, yeah. it's Johnson East. Valley, but they, they have to the, partner up with. Yeah, other so don't schools. they partner yeah. with like like isn't it like the Bucks? Yeah. Don't they typically do like high school kids? Well, they but they're more like foreign. Like yeah. oh really? They're on the you, fast you, track to like oh. go you, to the you go to the, the NHL because I remember yeah. going to a few games and like their uh, their opposing goalie was drafted to the Tampa Bay Lightning and brought down to the USHL for developmental. Yeah, is that such a weird avenue though? Like you can play like essentially like what would be considered like like club or like minor league. And then just go right into like the NHL because like any other like sport really you don't really have yeah. a lot of that. No, no. Well, and I was gonna say too for like, oh shoot, I forgot what I was gonna say. We said it's not like a hockey place, but like that community aspect of like, yeah, you know, you don't really see that like being buddy buddy with people after a match. Like right. you win, you kick ass, or you get your ass kicked, and it's still like, hey, you know what? I respect you because we both went through it. You were the better man. You beat me. Being a middle school and high school coach, there's so many times I see kids like, I don't want to shake their hand. I don't like, oh, yeah. forget yeah. these guys. I hate that. And it's like, chill out. Like, yeah. you're, like, it gives you a good perspective of like, at the end of the day, it's a sport. Mm-hmm. We're blessed to be able to just go out there and play it. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's fun. And exactly. so it's a good perspective, especially like you said, as a coach. To be able to like, Hobby gives it snaps. Like I said before, I was an arts kid, so speech, we always give snaps. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. It's yeah. like slam poetry. To, like, yeah. <laughs> to be able to like pass that on to your kids, yeah. or your like athletes yeah. that you coach, is huge. Oh, yeah. It gives you good perspective. Yeah, no, definitely. I, it just. <laughs> uh, every time I say the word definitely, because it's like, I agree with you. That was a great point. So I'm sorry I brought that up. <laughs> I feel like no. I should call out. I have two good friends from the wrestling team. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Are moving to the Des Moines area, and oh, you guys bro. need to give it a shot because they would be good rugby players. So say their names. Logan Moore, you need to give it a good yeah. shot. And Dakota, I know you don't have that much busy. You're, you're, you have got a lot of free time. So. <laughs> Damn. Dakota Drent, get yourself out on the rugby pitch. Is Logan Moore related to DeAndre Moore? Are they related? No. I was going to say probably not, but. Yeah. Logan's a white guy. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, same last name. You never know. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. What's another word for definitely? Absolutely. 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 Uh, so, Alex, uh, give us your best slam poetry. 
<laughs> That's really putting him on the spot. I <laughs> know. What is it? Um, something. You go, know, go twenty-two Jump Street. I was gonna go. <laughs> Cynthia. <laughs> Cynthia. <laughs> Cynthia. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Barbara. Cynthia. Cynthia. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes. That's funny. Oh my That's God. Such a good movie. Oh, See, I was gonna make one up on the spot. Were you? Yeah, and it was gonna be about. It was gonna be about rugby. Oh, here we go. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna look at. Here you go. Here's my jump into slam poetry. Are you ready? Uh, yes. Let's see what happens. Okay. Let's just see where it goes. Oh, Avi's freaking out. No, podcast. I'm just like bracing myself because I know I'm like I hate my laugh, so I know I'm gonna just burst out. Javi, grab onto something. You better brace because oh, you grabbed onto the biggest thing here. Just kidding. Second biggest thing. Um, there's no video. No one knows what Javi grabbed. We'll leave it up to speculation. All right. All right, you ready for this, Phil? I'm ready. All right. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. You should sit on the edge of your seat. You know why? Because on the the floor, there's your feet. Because your name's Phil. And you better not take a pill, because that would be bad. They're going to say that would be ill. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I (laughs) Kind of messed that up, didn't you? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Phil, that's not trill. Where's the thrill when your name's Phil? You just turned 30. Still kind of dirty. Take a shower <laughs> if you want to be my flower. But someday, you'll find the hay. And my name's Mr. Gray. What do you say? <laughs> that deserves a snap. Yeah, All right, yeah, that was pretty Abby. good. Okay, yeah, I'm not cutting that part no. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, my least favorite bit was earlier. Um, <laughs> but you didn't like the orangutan with the sword? I didn't. But you know what? This was worse. <laughs> We're still keeping it. I literally have all the power. I know. I know you do, Javi. It's a lot of power for a 21-year-old. You know what they said to Spider-Man about power? Responsibility? Comes, comes great responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility. Wait. I thought you said with great power comes... Great responsibility. A great power bill from Mediacom. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, shoot. Well, I don't know. Alex, you wrestled. We made that clear. You joined rugby. We made that clear. What are your goals or what are you looking forward to this fall? Like, what do you think you personally and as like for the Wombats, like final thoughts here, what what do you want to see happen? For myself... A, I'd just like to, like, continue to grow, learning the game, get a little more, like, competent and a little more, like, comfortable out on the pitch. Being able to, like, I feel like I learned where I'm kind of supposed to be out on the field, kind of where I'm, like, contributing, but I want to grow my, like, level of confidence and competence out there to the point Mm -hmm. where I can, like, help other players while we're out there and actually be, like contributor to the whole team not just doing my one job yeah and so that's just going to come from confidence reps getting Mm -hmm. that just showing up to every practice and being Mm -hmm. like being there and doing my job and being able to keep growing i know that a lot of the guys on the team at this point are getting more confident more flow as a team and we're wanting to fight for that nationals 15 spot and being 
up there fighting for those. I I, I don't know exactly know how that system <laughs> works yet, yeah. but I know that a lot of our guys are capable and very mm. like motivated to be right there for that national tournament, and I'd love to be just able to contribute to that, mm. whether it be. If I find a spot as a starter out on the top 15, awesome, fantastic. Or if I'm contributing on that backside as a support player, whatever is going to get us to where we as a team have our goals set. I think that we as a team have our goals set pretty high. Mm-hmm. So I want to be right there with them. Oh, that's awesome. And, and I, I wonder, too, like you talk about growing that confidence. Yep. And you are a coach for wrestling. Have you ever thought about maybe growing as a rugby coach for high school. I was going to ask about that. <laughs> so I did, I dabbled a little bit this past year. I helped yeah. out with the Valley guys on yeah, Wednesdays yeah. before our own practices. I'd yeah. come and Parker and I, I would, you know, just kind of help yeah. run drills with Parker and the Valley guys. And mm. I really liked it. If I can find myself the time to get certified and all that, jazz i wouldn't be opposed to it i always have to you know balance the girl balance family balance Mm -hmm. work all the all the things that make life go around but it's always i'm always looking for stuff to keep filling my life with i mean well yeah with the wrestling coach background stuff like i think you'd make a really good rugby coach you know and as long as you like you still always have that mindset Mm -hmm. of keep growing and you know keep learning and stuff you know i think you could do it and I also think, too, like, if you're an assistant coach, you actually don't need to be, like, USA Rugby certified. Okay. Just got one yet. person. Yeah. You just have to have, like, one person on the staff be USA Rugby certified. So when Phil takes over for North Hoover <laughs> and he's looking for assistant coaches, you know, I feel like I'm playing matchmaker here. I mean, look at you guys looking at each other. Making eyes. All essentially. It really is hot get, and sweaty. It is getting hot in here. <laughs> Phil's buttons. <laughs> the buttons on Phil's shirt keep going down and just, down. Just going a little lower and lower. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. Maybe we can see that maybe next spring. Uh, we can we can, we can can have some negotiations. Oh, yeah. Through Christ, all things are possible. So, you're going to want to jot that down. You're going to want to jot that down. Well, Alex, thank you for joining us. Uh, Tuesday and today, which is Friday, obviously, because people know that. What other day would it be? I know. I mean, you made two drives out here to Clive. I just, I appreciate that. And a week from today, when this episode drops, it's going to be still made Street League 3, so... Yeah. We're going to have to watch Alex wrestle. We wish you all the best. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited. You know what? I'm going to say it right now. What's his name? My my competitor? Yeah, Neiman. Jake Neiman, I think. Jake Neiman? Yep. Okay. He's from Western Iowa, like me. Beat his ass. <laughs> I think he's around. He's like, I, he's like around my brother's age. I think my little brother. He's younger. Huh? He no, he's a little bit older. You I can't lose somebody younger than you. Know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> where did he go to high school? He is from Odebold, O A B C I G Alphabet Soup School. That's not a real place. What is that? A G W S R. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that. Odebold. Yeah. I no well, idea. It's Odebold Arthur Battle Creek Ida Grove. It's like four towns. What? Oh my god! And and they just like all bunch up. Yeah, they're all close enough. Yeah, he doesn't deserve. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of those schools in Western Iowa. There's that's two mouthfuls, man. (laughs) There's just there's not enough taxpayer money to keep the schools open so they consolidate. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's it's actually really sad. Like it's tough. Yeah, no, that's a whole other topic. (laughs) Yeah. Whoa, we're getting into some murky water. 
Where do you go to college? Do you know? I think he's still at. Uh, he's either still at UNI or graduated from UNI, but he didn't wrestle at UNI. Okay. He just is a okay. student. Uh, and he didn't play rugby. Oh my. Oh my god. god. What <laughs> the hell? What are we doing here? Okay. When you <laughs> wrestle him, right? I'm okay. gonna keep whispering rugby things yeah. into his ears. Shake his hand and be like, "Hey, be warm, man." Be like, cool. "What's the way Wombat send the regards?" Right. Yeah, <laughs> just very, very sensually, just say like, "Yeah, rugby, rugby." When you're when you're pinning him, you make a great player. Yeah, when you, when you have him on his back, just be like, rugby, 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 rugby. Like, yeah. Oh man, people are gonna have to turn that up from you whispering. I, and that's like, next thing you know, we're talking like this. Know we're whispering. So, and also too, I think I have a new idea. I'll just spoiler alert it if anybody's listening to this at this point. I might have a contract like that I bring to stalemates, and then after you beat him, Walking it's gonna out. be yeah, it's gonna be like in font size 162. Like it'll be like checks. yeah, it'll be like Wombat's rugby contract, and I'll have his name with an X and an underline. Like sign the contract. You lost. You have to play for us. So yeah, good luck. Beat his ass from that made up school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we'll probably have a beer with them. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be fun. All, it's all in good fun. Yeah, exactly. we're yeah we're just joshing around. Just joshing. I, I was like, I don't know. If he was sitting here, I'd probably be really friendly. <laughs> Can't take it too seriously. Come on. No. Oh yeah. I feel like that's the whole like street league way is you can't take it too seriously. Right. <laughs> if you go out there like with a really heavy mindset, it's not going to be that fun anyway. Yeah. Right. right. Well, it's not. It's not so not serious that it's rough and rowdy. Where it's like, look at these country bumpkins from West Virginia missing teeth and they're out of shape and they've never trained in life and now they're boxing. Right. It's definitely they, competitive. Yeah. But yeah. at Everybody, the end of the day, you're, yeah. you're bu- actually, the guy, I we made a deal at the last stalemates with the guy that I wrestled that the winner bought the other guy a beer and my guy never bought me a freaking beer. But you lost though, didn't you? Yeah. The yeah, winner so the owes winner. me a beer. Oh, the winner? Oh, that's I thought, why you, I I thought I was flipping around. Sorry. <laughs> that's yeah. why misconception I there. I'm like, wait a minute. Good <laughs> comprehension, Phil. Sorry. That's why I lost the match. I wanted a free beer. Because ah, you kept, actually, what was it, 9-7? It was 9-7, I think. I yeah. think so. Yeah. 9-7 yeah. yeah. so or 8-7, something that, like that. That's the thing. You're like, oh, I'll keep it close so then people know I'm good, yeah. but like, yeah. I'll let him win. I get a free beer. Exactly. Exactly. Actually, I was too tired to drink the beer. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. oh man. Well, good luck, man. Oh, We're excited. It's going to be a blast. Buy your tickets. Go to Stalemates on all social media platforms. Buy your ticket or get it on Patreon. Alex is going to compete. You going to wear the same singlet from last time? I've got to represent the Wombats again. Yep. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Most people said that was the, like, the sickest singlet of the whole event. It was pretty sick. The, I... the color scheme is so perfect. It's beautiful. Yeah. Although, I'm disappointed because I still want one of those stalemate singlets. Mm, but if I cool wear my too. own, then I don't get one. <laughs> Fair. I'll, I'll have to hassle Bogle for a t-shirt or something. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, man. We'll uh, we'll see you at stalemates, brother. All right, man. And at practice. And at practice, <laughs> yeah. Right, and that was Alex Schmitz, one of our uh, West Des Moines Wombats boys who's going to be wrestling in Street League 3. Uh, it was a lot of fun having him on, you know, just getting to chat and be goofy. Mr. Gray, how you feeling? 
No, I feel great. I feel like that was a really good one. You know, we're 10 episodes in now. Yeah, episode That's 10. Crazy. That's crazy. I, I mean, I know it's like, it's not that much, but at the same time, like, the bar and expectations of what we're doing here was like pretty low. <laughs> I'm actually surprised. It's kind of low. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's not, I, I'm just actually surprised that we've we've made it. To no, 10. yeah, and you, like, yeah. I, and that's what I thought too. Like when earlier when I was just listening to you guys talk, I'm like, damn, we're at ten episodes. And just like when we started out episode one with my interview, I'm like, okay, this might be fun. We'll get to like maybe fifty, maybe like. 45 to 50 listeners every week, but, like, on our first episode, I feel like we're, uh, on the first episode with me, I feel like we're almost, like, at 200 listeners, like, almost. 200,000. Oh, my God. Mark Cuban, sponsors. Overnight sensation. (laughs) Javi, don't tell people the exact number. No, but the fact that, like, yeah, that first interview, we have 200 listens to Javi's first interview, like, that's, it's, it's crazy. We wouldn't keep doing this if, if nobody was listening and... We appreciate, you know, Central City Liquors for believing in us and sponsoring us. We appreciate the people going out there to mention our name to make that a good relationship. And then we just appreciate the people who are giving us feedback. Seriously, the feedback helps us because we want this to be something that we enjoy. Mm -hmm. We want it to be something that you enjoy. We want to bring, I, you know, personally, I just feel like there's so much cool shit happening in the Iowa rugby community and I just I want to share it out every single level and I just it's cool to hear from people that we're actually sharing stories that people want to hear and that people might not have heard otherwise so no it's cool so thanks for listening and also I just want to throw this out there this was Phil's idea to do this not mine yeah isn't that weird yeah, I don't know. This I just is, this is your baby, Phil. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah, I, it's just so funny because like I got off work at a weird time that day or whatever, and I was just like thinking like, man, like you know, like listening to Gray's podcast uh, with uh, what's his name again, Adam Hughes. Yeah, listen to that. Dad. I was listening to that or whatever because I was know. off work early, and I was just sitting there like, why don't we just start a podcast? Like you know, just talk to random people and stuff like that, and it's it's been a lot of fun, I, and it's gonna be really fun to have even more people on and getting some. You know, people that like, because I mean, most of the people we've had are kind of like in the general area. So it's going to be yeah. neat to get some people that are like maybe a little farther out west or east or north, south, whatever. Just maybe southeast. Chat. Maybe southeast. Northwest. Oh, I forgot about those corners. The cardinal directions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, it's been a lot of fun, though. It's it's really fun to talk to people. Oh, yeah. And like, that's the thing. Like Tizale said and Husky in the last week's episode, like, how many times have you ever gone to an officer's meeting or anything rugby related you're like oh no it'll be like 20 30 minutes and like <laughs> you're you're at the clubhouse or wherever you're at till the wee hours of the morning two hours later three hours later yeah, yeah and you're just like oh man like you you just the conversation keeps going i feel like too thinking of the name the b-side boys it's fun but like there's other things like just the post-social conversation right. it's like yeah and we get yeah it, it's we're gonna keep the name yeah. but those yeah, things actually, always drag. And yeah. actually, one of my goals for our podcast, one of these days, I want to get an active MLR player as an interview on this podcast. That's one yeah, of my goals. Cool. Javi, here's my goal. We'll do it within the next three weeks. You I, think we can do it? I think I can make that happen. Let's do it. Let's do it. In the next three weeks, let's get somebody who's on an active MLR roster on the show. Also, Javi, 
You went to school. What was the exact name of your degree? Uh, I thought you were going to say the name of the school. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we've covered that. Uh, I went to Iowa Central Community College, for those of you who don't know, and I studied in the Department of TV and Radio Production with an Associates of Applied Science. So using that degree, separately, give Phil and myself a grade. How are we doing so far? Rate the show. Honestly? Yeah, no, honestly. Uh, uh, you guys no, really say, pros, don't, say, don't you dare say A+, because that's not yeah. true. Yeah, no. <laughs> pros, cons. Obviously, we know I say the word definitely too much. And Thanks, you. Phil. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no. And that's that's a joke. Javi, you, you have a degree in this. Let us know. We're 10 episodes in. What are we doing well? What can we do better? Well, I feel like the content, like our content, we, like, I, in, the, in, our, in our B-Side Boys chat, Phil, you're, like you've said, these past 10 episodes, you're always scheming, you're always making things happen, and so content-wise, I'd give it a solid A. And then, uh, as far as production goes, yeah, it's, it's pretty high up there, I feel like. I told you not to give us A's! <laughs> I, I didn't <laughs> I, say the grade! <laughs> I mean, I'm saying for production, too, like... We're very low budget. We our microphone situation, our studio situation. I mean, oh, it's, oh, if you're talking like that, solid D plus. <laughs> I was actually gonna say C or B. I was gonna say like C minus, maybe. Yeah, I was about to say a C minus or a C. I'm gonna say D plus. <laughs> Fair enough. Like you gotta, uh, be, no, criti- you gotta be critical of yourself. Like no, we can yeah, improve a lot, like, but also that that takes money to improve. No, that yeah, product. but I feel like uh, even with our little. Uh, Harp on the behind you guys and the moving blanket and yeah. <laughs> Rey Mysterio in the background, but no, I feel like no, yeah, I feel like we're we're up there. We're not there yet, but we're we're really getting there. And Phil, just like with time, we'll get we'll for sure be an A plus. Do you think he's being too nice? He's being like, way too nice. Like we, <laughs> it's not like we can fire you. We don't pay you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so Javi. Direct feedback. How can I be a better interviewer slash facilitator of the podcast? Honestly, a lot of your stuff is on point. I will say that, but just like no, like Fuck don't, yeah. but don't, <laughs> but don't, but, but, but the thing is, I don't need to improve. <laughs> but yeah, no, but I would say you mumble a lot. Like you say, um, definitely. Oh, <laughs> No way. That's because my brain's working too fast. Yeah, I know. And hey, I get that way too. But no, other than that, you're pretty good. Phil, Probably doesn't I, help. It doesn't help with all these. Yeah, in front of me we too. Might, we might, I think every time we do these podcasts, like I don't think I've ever not drank during any single one of these. But see, so, like, see, then, so but then that, things start to get a little. But that's, like, uh. but that's kind of but that's kind of our flow, and I feel like people like when we really say that, people realize that it's laid back. So B side boys, we're more laid back, and we and we just love talking shit. We love talking about rugby. We like. I do. I do feel like there'll be a point where I'm like, I have a really good question, and then something gets said. I'm like, I forgot. I totally forgot. And then it slips. And then yeah. when it's time to talk, I'm like, uh. It's literally just like the stalemates one, where it's like, God, we missed like two really good questions. It's gonna bother me now that we missed that, but write down notes. Like just like when once you think of a good idea, have write down your I don't like to prep, I just like to go into it. No prep (laughs) Obviously. So here's what's funny, these last two episodes, like I'm at home for summer break. Normally I'm at school. I'll make this big Google Doc. Well, I'm moving to a new middle school this next year. So Congratulations. Thank you. I had my laptop, which was in my new school, 
but I don't have a key to my new room, but uh, my laptop was in that room because I went for a tour and I left my bag in there on accident. So I wasn't able to create the Google Doc to prep. So this week was the least amount of prep we've ever done. And I, I think it kind of showed. Yeah, a little bit, but, uh, we, but we still kept it going with good conversation. Yeah. Like, that, like it doesn't matter. Like, my friend's a comedian. Like, it doesn't matter if you forgot a joke. He always What's his funniest it. joke? I can't even remember. If they're not, is that where you got the Paris joke from? No, I actually found that all <laughs> on my own. What's the biggest place he's ever done comedy? Has he ever been at the Funny Bone? Uh, I feel like he's tried to get a few places there. Uh, Colby, for listening, love you, dude. But <laughs> shout out Colby, shout out Colby, Colby, Colby comedy. But okay. um, see on YouTube. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'll but, tell Alex Schmitz to look him up. Uh, <laughs> right. You heard it, Alex. You better look him up. I can't even remember where he's performed. Like he he performs at like coffee shops whenever they have like open mics and stuff. Does anybody spit their coffee out because it's so funny? They're like, "Ooh, this is a hot uh, mocha latte," and then they take a little sip, and he says something not offensive, but it's like, like it's funny. It's borderline like. Yeah, I was trying to think of a joke that I've heard that's not offensive, but let's say <laughs> that's they, not those are the best ones though. They Honestly, Dave Chappelle gets away with it all the time. <laughs> and then people spit their coffee out. Uh, that would be crazy. I'm not sure that he has because no I, spit takes. No, but he he he's actually he's actually been taking a few like a year or so off of comedy to write better jokes and like I think he's actually going to be performing here soon. So. Like a monk, like he took a vow to not be funny for a year. <laughs> like, <laughs> call me and we are so sorry. <laughs> like a monk, okay. Oh my god. No, well, with that Disagree, being said, we've had some laughs, we've had some fun, we've had some Alex Schmitz on the show. Some Alex uh, definitely. Bill, say yes. something funny. I saw or, you like staring at my shirt. I know you really want one of these Hawaiian shirts. I got lost in the shirt. I know, right? It's beautiful. Okay. Thank you, I truck. I, I love it. I thought, uh, Alex, say something funny. Wait, I thought Phil was saying something funny. Man, I need to start looking up some jokes no, or but something. But no, I thought Alex gonna... had a joke. No, 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 my orangutan thing was supposed to be kind of the joke, but no, I thought you were gonna say something about last or on your birthday with him. No, that was the. The orangutan joke is what I was talking about. But I guess it wasn't even a joke, it was a question. Alright, so if Alex Schmitz was here, what would he say that's funny? Why was six afraid of seven? Because 69. Dude, I, this is like such an elementary one. Like, I remember the answer, but I can't... Okay, I don't remember the answer. God, what is it? Do you know how to count? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> because seven was a serial six offender. That's not what I was. That was not what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we play the music. <laughs>